Good morning and welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You are joining me on Tuesday morning, March 29th. The Dallas Mavericks play the Los Angeles Lakers a little later tonight. But before we circle back on that, let's touch base on a couple of items that were uh, kind of dependent on Monday and what happened in the NBA world. The The first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Donovan Mitchell's post-game commentary following uh, the Dallas Mavericks defeating Utah Jazz at home. He hotly contested uh, Salt Lake City beat writer uh, Andy Larson's um, basically stating as far as he could tell, Mitchell was complaining about the full court press coverage uh, from the the Dallas Mavericks after the game. He basically said that's not what he said. I, it was his post game quotes were kind of laughable. Um, he's just it's funny for me personally as as a as a play, as a fan of basketball. Like Mitchell's just one of these guys. I think if he were on the Mavericks, I would love him. But I really he just really frustrates me as a as kind of a basketball fan there's like lots of excuse making lots of lame stuff constantly I don't think he understands that that he and and um Rudy Gobert really work well together and I'm going to be interested to see what happens with them and the Jazz in the offseason um he he is quoted as saying for me you don't know what I said maybe it seemed like I was out here complaining about getting a full court press but I think it's crazy you can just say that and it's open for interpretation that's crazy to be honest with you I know you've got a job to do and all that but for you to just put something out there that's just assumed and that's just what it is that ain't cool in my honest opinion end quote this kills me because you can hear what players say on the floor if you're close enough. <laughs> like there's not like it's not open to interpretation if you hear what people say. Uh, but that that is what it is. So the the some stats following that game, which were really interesting. The Mavericks are 18 and four over their last 22 games at American Airlines Center. Uh, over its last 22 games, basically since uh, January 3rd, the Mavericks are holding opponents to just 100.2 points per game, which is really impressive and is one of these things that backs up the uh, argument from all of, uh, of us lately that, that getting home court would be extremely important for the Mavericks. Um, the next story that I thought was at least interesting is sort of our, our roundup of uh, power rankings, and we do this every week at MavsMoneyBall.com. ESPN has the Mavericks 8th, the Athletics 7th, um, and Bleacher Report has them at 6th, and the NBA has moved them all the way up to 5. And, you know, power rankings are, every every group's power rankings are subjective, and it's, it's dependent on, some places it's dependent on weeks, sometimes it's looking at the whole season. But it was it's interesting to me because I think that, that the national media as a whole doesn't really understand how to talk about the Mavericks. And that's okay. Sometimes I don't know how to talk about the Mavericks and I cover them every day. But it, it's at a certain point you wonder if if um, the Mavericks are outperforming their expectations. And I at this point have, have basically decided I don't care. I would rather be lucky than good. I think the Mavericks are pretty good. But as we've discussed uh, on the After Dark podcast and then in some of the various uh, green rooms, the Mavericks are also playing above their their heads to a degree because they have six and a half, maybe seven and a half guys that they have in a rotation. Uh, and Tim Hardaway, I don't think, is coming back anytime soon. So, you know, it, you almost wonder if the Mavericks are going to run out of gas, yet each night they tend to pull out these sort of victories. Um, speaking of victories, it's worth, uh, taking a look at, at what happened around the league last night. 
And the Memphis Grizzlies beat the absolute crap out of the Golden State Warriors. That's the main game that we as Mavs fans cared about on Monday night. And that effectively put the Mavericks now one and a half games behind the Golden State Warriors. If the Mavericks defeat the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, that puts them one full game back behind the Warriors. And the Warriors play um, the Warriors play the Suns on Wednesday night. So we're going to be watching what the Warriors do each night this week. We've talked about it a little bit. They play the Suns, and then they have two days off, and then they play the Jazz on Saturday. So we should know by Sunday morning before the Mavericks play the Bucks, if there is a reasonable chance that the Mavericks can get the three seed. It, it's still unlikely, in my opinion, just because it's an uphill battle with so few games left to play. But it's something that the Mavericks can actually do. And I'm, I'm very interested to see if uh, they can take advantage of the situation in front of them. One of the situations in front of them is the Los Angeles Lakers, who they're playing uh, on Tuesday, or a little later tonight. Uh, it's a 6.30 game local time, and it's coming up on TNT. And as of right now, the injury report has um, Le- uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis as doubtful, which is really, really interesting to me um, because the, the Lakers are effectively staring at the play-in game at the moment. And, you know, they have, let's see here, we have Anthony Davis is doubtful because he's still coming back from his foot sprain. You have LeBron James is doubtful, left ankle sprain uh, that he suffered um, on Saturday night. Yeah, that sounds right. Or was it Sunday night? Time just starts to blur together. I apologize. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the morning because upgrading people from doubtful to even questionable takes the NBA treats that stuff very seriously, so you need to be progressing towards actually playing to to get a questionable tag after getting a doubtful tag. And it seems likely that the Mavericks will be playing the Lakers with just Russell Westbrook. And this is a gift. It's a gift because the the Mavericks need to take advantage of this. They don't have anyone on the injury report at the moment um, as of Tuesday morning. Uh, that is impactful to their rotation, uh, unless you consider Sterling Brown a fringe rotation player. He's still out with health and safety protocols. He might just be out for the next couple of weeks um, because it's you know, it's kind of assumed he's having COVID-adjacent um, issues. So that's where we are. Uh, pretty short update this morning. Not a ton going on in the Mavericks world. Just wanted to give you something to start your day with. I appreciate uh, you listening in. I know my buddy Dalton Trigg should have a podcast up on the Step Back Mavs, which you should go listen to. Check out, uh, you know, the the um, guys over at Locked On Mavs. You know, Nick does stuff every night. And I want to say we should have stuff up at MavsMoneyBall.com. But honestly, <laughs> this is the time of year where I'm just trying to make it to the playoffs. Okay, guys, have an enjoyable Tuesday. Come back and join us on Tuesday night. Uh, and consider downloading Green Room, uh, the app, and following me at Kirk Henderson35. I really love talking to fans and enjoying, uh, you know, just speaking with you guys both bef- uh, after games, whether they win or lose, makes me feel better. It's a lot better than being on social media. It's a lot better than uh, talking to my wife about it, who kind of doesn't care. Uh, so this is Kirk Henderson, and I want you guys to have a great Tuesday, and we will talk soon.